0: Quacky quacky, honky honky, and a vroomy vroomy to you. Welcome on into another episode of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 FM 103.5 and the free iHeartRadio Radio app. I am Stan Poggle, and I'm always joined by my good friend and a lot better fisherman than me, Chris Kudok, How we doing, bud? How you feeling Not today?
1: I, I, I got demoted. I thought I was the uh, was uh, was the co-host. Now I'm, now I'm just a good buddy, huh?
0: Well, well I, you can be the host for all I care. You're going to be, well, from what I hear through the grapevine, uh, through the phone line, actually, is is you're going to be producing the show from now on, Mr. Smarty Pants. You know all the answers. So, you yeah, know, we're going to get you in here and uh, put you in front of these 64 buttons here and see which one you push first.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, he's I suppose. I'll come in and do the work, and you get paid for it, see? I know how you operate, and you'll be out lollygagging <laughs> with the wife and, and boating, I'm in a taco, I'm doing your job. That's, what, that's how that's working out. Well,
0: that's the way it usually happens here. You know, we do the show, and then you go off and you go fishing or you go hanging out with your, your crazy buddies up there, and, and I'm stuck in here putting all the stuff together and putting it on the web page and putting it on Facebook and putting it on iHeartRadio and putting it on the station page. You know, that stuff just doesn't magically, uh, it's not puff the magic dragon. It just doesn't get there by itself.
1: Well, you know, I was, I was busy all this week. You know, I, I was out fishing with my good buddy, Ron, sure, all week. You know, they had the big wild contest at Isaiah's today. And so, you know, we had to go find the bass for him, which we, we did. And we had a good time. We caught some good fish and we had fun. And then we, we laughed and we, we, we you know, every year about well, this, this time of the year, they got the wild deal up at Isaiah's. So Ron usually calls me and we fish two or three days. And, and, uh, oh, you know, it's, 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 it's a, just a fun time to go fish with Ron. You know, I, I've known Ron for years and super nice guy. And uh, we, we ran all over the lake. We caught a bunch of bass. We caught lots of walleyes. I mean, throwing, throwing bass stuff. We're not fishing for walleyes. We're fishing for bass. And we caught just, we caught one day, I think we had four or five nice big walleye. So, I mean, it was, and you run into all the wild players there and the, the people in I-80s are all good people. So, yeah, I mean, and, but it was hot. It was, you know, a couple of days we had wind, but yesterday was was calm. And, uh, it was it was fun. I mean, we had a good time, and and I talked to Rod here a little while ago. They got their fish in his boat, and Bill Stirk cut his fish. So they, they, it sounds like everybody had a pretty good time.
0: Now, they didn't give up your secret hot spots, I hope, because I was still planning on uh, going over there here yet this summer.
1: Well, no, no. Uh, but I, we, I was at Terry's the other day. We put it at Terry's on, I think it was Wednesday, and, and the Garmin people they 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 acquired Navionics. They bought Navionics here a while back, and they had five of, five of their boats out there remapping the whole lake. I mean, they were going. I they got one guy or two guys in each boat, and I mean, they've been there for over a week now remapping that stuff. And the, the equipment that they got in on boats are, are really kind of cool
0: stuff. So I'm guessing they're doing that on a lot of different lakes, not just Malax, right?
1: I would think so. I, these guys are from way down south, where I think it was Kansas City or somewhere somewhere down south but they yeah they they go and and every so often they'll go rechart the lakes and and you know update their maps and find stuff that they 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 maybe missed years ago or whatever but yeah they got quite the quite the operation going there with these guys
0: yeah the technology just keeps getting better and better and it's it's getting to the point where the fish aren't standing much of a chance and that's going to be kind of a Topic We're going to be hitting on here a little bit later. We're going to be chatting with our good buddy Tom Briggs, former owner of the Wigwam Resort up there, and he's going to check in with us here for the next half hour or so coming up in the next segment. And we're going to chat. They got the new five year management plan up there, and I actually had a chance to kind of go through it. Now, a lot of it was, you know, it's not the most exciting read in the world, but if you want to check it out, we have posted the full article. Uh, there's a link on our Facebook page, just search Outdoor Adventures. It's about 40 pages, but if you skim through it, you really only you probably have to read about maybe 5 or 10 pages. But, uh, you know, to maintain the population, they have certain goals and, and figures that they kind of want to stick to. And it was interesting looking at the numbers, how the summer number harvest seems to continue to go down, whereas the winter harvest continue has continually gone up, and that's kind of, one of the reasons why they're saying they may be changing the uh, uh, not only the slot limits but also the bag limits as well.
1: Well, I, I think a lot of it's to do you. You know, you, you got a lot of people up there fishing in the summer, winter time. You, you you got a lot of them guys that you know they're they got the wheelhouses and they got uh, you know the skid portables and the skid houses and and you know the fish are coming into the shallow waters and the reefs and. You know these people are figuring out plus the electronics they got so they can move around. And I believe that, you know there's a lot of people that go up there fishing in the winter and they stay for two, three, four days at a time.
0: And I didn't realize this either, but reading through it, and and those of you that've been going up there quite a while, and I know I went up there way back in the day, and I I can't remember it being this high, but apparently uh, it was as early as 2004 when they last lowered the limits. It was 14, uh, from what I understand here in the. In the recent history up there at lake of the woods so it's already been cut down to what is it eight now in the winter and then six in the summer so now here it's about 10 15 years later and they're talking about lowering it even more so definitely seems like the fishing pressure is definitely making an impact up there
1: oh yeah i mean it's uh, you know you got the electronics you got the guides up there the charter boats and you know, people go up there and they, they vacation up there for a week and you know that lake Lake of the Woods is, is known for the walleye like capital of the world, you know, and there are a lot of tournaments on the lake. I mean that lake gets a lot of pressure. I mean it's it's big body of water but it still gets a lot of pressure. You know, you can't take that many fish out in you know, it's it's especially in the you know in the river in the spring of the year, leave the walleye spawn as far as I'm concerned. Shut that thing down, let the fish spawn. I mean, it's like anything else. Like blacks, you know, we can't fish on blacks when it's when they're spawning. But you know, they got the gill nets out there, and they're taking a lot of our, a lot of them spawning fish, the females and the males. I mean, them them nets. Well, you when one of them fish women to them nets, they're stuck. They they get no very seldom.
0: Well, why not move the season back then rather than change the bag limits? Instead of it being you know traditionally, it's what the second Saturday in May usually, right? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not move it? to where the bass season is move it move it back move the walleyes to say labor day weekend or somewhere thereabouts give or take a couple days and then move the bass out a couple weeks out from where it is now then we're not doing it during the spawn and and see how that works well
2: if that's affecting it so much it
1: it's it's a deal there where no, you, you you look at the economy. You got to think of the economy, the bait stores, and this and that. And, yeah, but it's two and, weeks. And it, so whether you can, have
0: whether you have a hundred thousand people going out on May fifteenth for the opener, or a hundred thousand people going out, it's more than that. But you know, let's just say a hundred thousand people going out for the opener on June first. What the heck's the difference? It, it, you still have the traditional opener. You make a big deal about it you get that Chris Kudak Hall of fame guy to do radio interviews up there and get everybody hyped up what what's the difference if it's on May 15th or June 1st well you know it's uh, yeah, yeah, your yeah, bait you know, shops are still getting getting the well, business yeah they're still getting out there but you know
1: usually the fish are spawned by then i mean sometimes you know
0: well that's we what not that of, what isn't that how we got here though we get a lay, you know,
1: we get laid ice out then the fish spawn you know, a little later and stuff like that. But yeah, I it'd be, it'd be I think it would be pretty tough to do. I mean, South Dakota, they don't have even close their season. But
0: North that's Dakota, the thing. If believe, you're worried about believe. taking fish with the spawn in them, and you're seeing like with the nets saw, oh, they're do- netting them during the spawn. Well, what's the difference if they net them during the spawn or if we fish them during the spawn? We're still killing fish during the spawn. Well, like I say, move you, it back two weeks, then then you don't have that argument.
1: Usually on Mille Lacs, by opening weekend, they're usually done spawning.
0: Well, that's malax, but, you know, what I'm right. saying is if you push it back yeah. two weeks, it can't hurt.
1: Well, yeah, farther up north. Yeah, I mean, you could have different zones. Like Minnetonka, you could have a different zone. actually, you could have a different zone. You know, as you go up, because uh, you know our ice goes off early here. Once in a while, it goes off late. But you know, it's you could. I suppose you could put different zones. You know, different zones on it. So okay, this 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 is going to open up a little bit later or whatever. Hey, there's a lot into it. So. Our DNR can figure that out. They, they they got all the answers, you know.
0: Yeah, well, it's something we can discuss with our guests next. We'll have uh, Tom Briggs. Uh, that was fun. I don't know. I, I like arguing with you.
1: Well, I know you do. It just, you know,
0: I don't <laughs> it know. It comes why you so don't naturally.
1: Argue don't you know, argue with the wife on Wednesday and Thursday. It's Friday, you can make up, but it's Saturday, you can be all mellow like you should be.
0: <laughs> I actually am pretty mellow, all things considered. Uh, I got called into work tonight at my other job, too, so I'm not really looking forward to that. So we'll keep things uh, cheery-eyed here on uh, outdoor Boy, adventures. I,
1: I, I'm surprised you don't want me to go work your other job for you, too.
0: <laughs> you couldn't handle it, you wimp. You were just no. wh- You were just whining the other day. You, it, folks, you got. I wish I would have had this on tape, but... You should have heard this man whine about, oh, I've been out fishing for four straight days. I'm so tired. Oh, God. I I was sore. Oh, I'm so sick of fishing. Oh, you poor damn thing, I tell you. Oh yeah, you know somebody's my my elbows are sore from catching them fish. Well, here we go. You you,
1: you wouldn't know about because your elbows get sore from from them sixteen ounce curls. Yeah. them
0: beer, beer beer bottles you drink. Yeah, you got a sore tongue from flapping your jaw all weekend too. I'm sure.
1: <laughs> no, no. We, we I'll tell you what. Me and Cher, we always have a good time. He's coming up deer hunting this year with me, so we got we're gonna put him in a good deer stand so he can shoot something this year. And, he he had the coach from the wild with them, and they caught some fish, and they missed a few fish, I guess, They yeah. missed a lot of fish, I guess. But Sharon ended catching this. They, they weighed their three bass, in and they, you know they they had, a, but they said they had a big bug hatch up there last night today. He said there was bugs everywhere.
0: Yeah, that so is that, a mess. That's
1: that slowing a lot of it down. So, you know, the, the, the fish will be fatter and fatter and fatter with all the with all the mayflies and the flies that are hatching.
0: Sounds good. Well, we'll go. Ahead. Have more with Kuduk here in just a bit. The host of Outdoor Adventures, Chris Kuduk, And I'm just uh, here pushing the buttons. I'm Stan Poggle. We'll have Tom Briggs from Lake of the Woods coming up here next to discuss uh, possible changes up there to the regulations and kind of what he thinks maybe should or should not be done when it comes to that. So we'll get to that next here on Outdoor Adventures. You're free to call in and voice your opinion as well, 651-989-5855. More outdoor adventures coming up next. (music) Continuing on here in outdoor adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5. And you can catch us anytime on the free iHeartRadio app. Just search Twin Cities News Talk. You can listen live every Saturday night from 5 to 6. Or if you miss any part of the show, want to listen to it again or uh, show it to your friends, search Outdoor Adventures, and you can find it anytime there. You can get free downloads and load up your phone. If you're Even if you don't have service, Kudak, you can, you can still uh, download all those episodes and listen to them uh, right off your Internet-capable telephone. So what do you think of that?
1: I'll get right on that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you will. But we're going to get right on it with our friend uh, Tom Briggs. Went a little long in that first segment but let's welcome him in from uh former Wigwam owner uh Tom Briggs how are we doing Good how are you guys today We are doing fantastic I'm sure I wanted to get into this a little bit uh, but before we do wanted to just kind of ask what's what's new in your neck of the woods I seen you had some cabins up there you're doing something with you're still doing some guiding I seen I think you're down on the ocean you're just you're living the life I tell you.
2: Well, you know, I, I thought I was going to be able to, but then the government stepped in, you know, they, how much they wanted. So <laughs> back to work I go.
0: Yeah, don't get us started on that. Kudok's head might pop <laughs> off. Uh, well, he's got the fish
1: batter, too. Now Now he's a connoisseur of fish, too, by the way.
2: Yeah, fish batter. Yeah, we're just trying to, you know, I, my, like, my wife says, quit doing shit, and I, I got to keep doing something. I said, you know, something's going to work, you know. But, you know, I've never been... Uh, Want to sit around and do anything? I, you know, I always got to be doing something, thinking of something, whatever. Something might work. Might find the new mouse trap. You never know.
1: So well, I'm still waiting for my fish batter.
2: Yeah, well, I got it. well I just got my other load in here yesterday to set my game and drop my other half of the stuff off. So now I'm uh, <laughs> into making it now, and you'll get your batter. It's it's coming there, buddy.
1: Okay, yeah, we, I was, I was on, uh, they had the wild hockey tournament over on Mille I was his 80s. Uh, I fished with Sheriff for the last three days, and, oh, did we have fun. We caught a lot of bass, not a lot of walleyes, and we, we talked about everything under the sun, you know, from way back when, and how we used to fish back in the old, old days with the old 16-foot boats with the 25s on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, did we have fun.
2: Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny, because, uh, and old Matt Peters, he's up here. Him and Shane Ravling are up uh, practicing for the best tournament tomorrow on the river. And so, got to the on them guys, Dave. But they kept talking about the Sherry one down there. The boys were calling them trying to get the hotspots from last year, I guess. So,
1: Yeah, we had, uh, what's his name, the guy, uh, a hockey player that's got a resort up there. Ballard. Ballard. He, he was fishing with Shirk on, on, on Friday, and they went all the way to the Garrison Reef, and they they did pretty well up there. And, but there was, it was, there all of those guys are a bunch of good guys. I mean, yeah, you, you oh, had a yeah, good time with yeah. them. They, they, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're good people.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, good people, good for the sport. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, and, it's, know, it's been busy up here. It's, uh, right now, you know, the heat. I'm sure you guys are getting the heat down there, but it's, it's something else
1: up here. And
2: at the big end of the NWC tournament that ends today. the, the walleye tournament, two day one, and Stripes had their big tournament today up here, the hundred some boats. So been busy out on the big lake you know you can still have 200 boats out there still not see a whole lot of people
1: is, is is the bite still going good there tom or is it slowing down some
2: no the bite uh actually chris the bite is uh it's been going really good you know guys are starting to pull uh some uh lead core and plugs now that's been going on for maybe a week 10 days uh spinner bites been uh been on fire uh that they're even pulling blades out in the middle of the mud you know right now we're running the bigger blades and uh Catching a bunch of fish doing that. So, now did you guys uh, have yeah, a, they they actually had had a 29, 29 inch yesterday? Went 11 pounds, 6 ounces.
0: Jesus, have you are Ooh, you still that. guiding up there then, Tom?
2: Yep, still guiding up here. Yeah, we've been. Uh, I took this weekend off because I was up in the tournament last weekend, was gone, and figured I better spend some time with my wife. So,
0: yeah, you have to do that, otherwise, you get in the doghouse and you don't have any fun in there. So, uh, we're, no, chatt- no. we're chatting that's with white, Tom Briggs white. of the Wigwam Resort here on uh, outdoor adventures. And Tom, I don't know if you uh, how close you've been following this, but I know we chatted with uh, JP here a couple of weeks ago on it. But they're chatting about possible regulation changes up there. They got the new five-year management plan. Um, what can you tell us from from a citizen, a, a former resort <laughs> owner, a guide? Um, wh- what's your take <gasps> on it? First off um as far as uh lowering the limits uh maybe they're talking about doing the rainy river the early uh season or the fall season to be catch and release only uh what are your thoughts well i
2: <coughs> excuse me uh you know my stuff on that early spring is uh you know i'm uh advocate I, I love fishing in early in the spring i got the fever in the spring like everybody else does it's uh, I think there's a few rules that could be changed, you know, I think going to barbless would be outstanding, uh, that would take care of part of some of it, I think not lifting these fish out of the water and taking pictures, and it's cold and guys dropping them, they're not meaning to drop them, they're holding them funny and stuff happens, I'm guilty of it myself, you know, but, uh, you know, leave these fish in the water, unhook them, uh, barbless and, uh, and move on, you know, and, you know, people are here enjoy catching a big fish, uh, you know, let them try and catch a big fish, but, uh. You know, the eaters throw them back. You know, I mean, it's that's just some of it. You know, it's it's a busy time up here, but it's also one of those hit miss deals on the river. You can get uh, you can get a week, ten days, two weeks really good fishing, or you can get two days good fishing, and that's all you're gonna get. So, Mother Nature somehow seems to take care of itself on that that part of it. I just you know that's that's my two cents on that stuff. You know, so. But and then the lake, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm an advocate for uh, you know a daily and a possession. You know, this uh, we're trying to get people up here from a long, long ways away, and it's a tough for them to come up here and catch four or six fish, and that's their daily and their possession. You know, we're trying to there's no way people can eat. You know, I mean, you go out and eat fish, it's uh, you're eating one and a half, uh, two plays, maybe two and a half plays. Uh, you know that's a lot of fish. That's you know that's yep. only one. That's only one point five fish. You start talking three fillets. Now you get one guy that's going to clean all six fish and cook them. Well, what's going to happen to them? They're going in the garbage.
0: Yeah. You know. So so, it's, so it's you're not kind a good of deal. so you're kind of more for lower limits then all all across the board.
2: Well, you know, I don't know about the lower limits. I just think of spreading them out a little bit. You know, I mean, yeah, I'd give the people their six or eight fish, but that's you know make make them stick around for two three days to catch them. Mm-hmm. You know, a daily possession or, you know, your daily and then your your possession limit. You know, if you get two a day, four in possession or two a day, six in possession, well, it means you got to be here three days. It's no different than us going out pheasant hunting out in North Dakota and we can have 15 birds, but we can only shoot three a day. Yep. What's that doing? That's keeping the, that's keeping the revenue. That's keeping people around. That's making people spend money at resorts. It's keeping the economy going, and that's just what they got to look at if, uh, you know, Without this fishery, there's no business. So, that's, yep. that's first of all, that thing's got to be taken care of. But it's got to be done by people that are out on the lake and people that have been around and people that know what's going on, and not people that sit in the uh, it's, you know people that sit in and look at. Uh, you know, what's right on this book or what's right about this scale or, you know, this or that or, uh, you sure. know, equations, you know. Nothing's done by equations. It's all done by human management, so.
0: Yep. Well, that's another thing we could that we could do an entire show on that is how they kind of estimate the harvest in, in the creel surveys and the net surveys and gill net yeah. surveys and all this. But I I wasn't, tell me if I'm wrong here, but from what I read out of this study, uh it's about 40 pages they released with that lake management plan and i read through quite a bit of it and uh that's on our uh, facebook too if you want to check it out but anyway i did not realize that back in 04 is this true that that they reduced it from 14 to 8 so it was yes. 14 walleye or a combo of wallets 14 yes. as early as 04 huh
2: yes it was yep that's when i lived here and that's when uh you know, we were all advocates. That's when the resorts went and stepped in and kind of did that deal, you know. But back then it was, too, it was like, you know, give us one over 19, you know, 19 and a half. They wanted to do it. We said, well, give us one over 22, and that's what the whole thing was going into it. Well, then the day uh, day they went to sign the papers, they took that away and went 19 and a half to twenty eight to release. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, a, you know, here, look at this piece of paper. We're not going to show you the one that's underneath the table, one we're going to use. But, you know, that's, that's a lot of that shit that happened. Excuse my French, but, yep. you know.
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah, definitely, excuse all. your French. We're chatting with uh, Tom Briggs, uh, formerly of the Wigwam Resort, up there at Lake of the Woods, and he is uh, giving us a little insight on what's going on up there, what he thinks of the uh, daily possession and bag limits and all that fun stuff and uh, changing of the regulations. And we definitely want to get more of his knowledge. When we come back, Chris Kudok and Stan Poggle here, Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeart Radio app. <music> Chris Kuduk. Yeah. no no <laughs> i think you're full of it into the second half already here on outdoor adventures on twin cities news talk chris kudak and stan poggle here alongside tom briggs at lake of the woods and uh we went to break we we're chatting a little bit about whether to lower or not lower the uh bag limits and uh change the slot limits and all that fun stuff but One thing I saw on one of these charts, Tom, that I wanted to ask about, and, of course, you've you've been up there for years and years, so you could probably give us a more uh, realistic view of kind of what's been going on. But from what I can see here, starting in about the mid-'90s, it looked like most of the walleye harvested was in the summer season. But then as you go through and get to about 2,000, then those numbers seem to start going down. As far as the summer harvest and the winter harvest seems to continually go up. So um, is it just all the the new technology in ice fishing or just the ability to get out there? But, I mean, obviously, if you have that much more pressure in the winter, something's got to be done, I'm guessing.
2: Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they've done it. I think they've done a little better job of uh estimating stuff, but uh you know they're, they're taking just total man hours of uh you know who's going out there and estimating they'll catch an x amount of fish and uh and you know you're right, technology's gotten a lot better, equipment's gotten a lot better, fishermen have gotten a lot better uh it's just everything's gotten a lot better. <laughs> You know, and uh, they just they catch more fish. You know, it's not like the old days where you used to have your spots and you go out there and nobody knew about them until you took them there. You know, but uh, everything's ready, available, and uh, the equipment nowadays is just unreal. You know, the snow bears to the wheelhouses to the snowmobiles with the gear on them and everything else, guys. Uh, you can't you can't hide the fish, poor fish. They just can't hide anymore, and uh, you know. But this fishery is, I'm telling you, you guys, it, it's unbelievable. It's You know, I like to think in the back of my head, I don't think there's nothing we could ever do to hurt it, but there's always something that can be hurt, you know, here or there. But uh, that's just from watching when they took the gill nets out of this thing to – the way it is now, and I just got back from tournament Canada, and, I mean, we were catching, we're peeling through 130 to 170 fish a day Ugh. in the tournament, you know, and it's just, you just wonder where these fish come from, and every spot you stop on, there's there's just, there gobs of them there, and it's just like, my God, where do these fish keep coming from?
0: But yeah, it is amazing how it continues it is, to reproduce. It's
2: absolutely, it's absolutely a, a phenomenon, this lake.
0: What, uh, just out of curiosity, how long were the Nets in there and, and when did they take them out and how did that change things?
2: I, you know, the Nets, I, I can't honestly answer that, Stan. I know they took, I think it was right around that, uh, 2000, no uh, it was actually, I think it was before I moved up here in 97 that they, they took the Nets out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, bought everybody out, but, uh, you know, we saw a pretty good influx of that and, uh, you know the big fish. It just seems like this year the big fish are on the same patterns they were five, six years ago, and everybody's out there jigging in the middle of nowhere and catching fish. You know, it's just uh, I think it's it's a cyclic deal with these things, and you know we just got to ride the wave and take care of it. Now, is the better bite, Tom, on the south end, the north end? Where, where where's the best
1: best bite? Is up by Flag Island, or, or or are they still doing good out of that?
2: yeah no, you know there's a lot of a lot of good there's good bites everywhere you know this lake's not real it's it's wind is a big factor for us up here uh clarity is somewhat of a factor rain you know all that stuff counters in so you know and the fish migrate right now they're migrating out of the the south end and they're more moving up towards the long point in the middle of main basin and uh that stuff uh right now has been really really good uh crow ducks uh up in that area has been good. North of Garden, uh, you know, everything's got fish on it. Just it depends on you. Just might have to fish one spot different. You know, pull a crank here, or get on a bottom bouncer, or you might have to anchor up and jig, or uh, you know, just trolling crank baits in the shallow. Even there's still guys catching them. So the fish are kind of all over right now. Are so you guys have any problem getting bait up there? I uh, no, or uh, not that I know of. Uh, I don't have any problem getting bait up here. It's, uh, it's been real, you know. Of course, we get the crawlers from Canada, so we get those in the flats. And the leech stuff, I don't really use leeches. Uh, crawlers and pros and shiners are, you know, the mainstay. You know, very once in a while, I'll throw a leech on there, but not too often.
1: Yeah, uh, 'cause because I know they're di- around down here, they're t- uh, attacking leeches. They're, you know, at this time of year, they, they get a little tougher to get.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know they, they must be because I was looking at some in Kenora last week and they wanted, uh, 80 bucks a half pound and a buck 40 for a pound so <laughs> oh <Holy> be cow <laughs> tom didn't use leeches
1: <laughs> oh no, i i would say i i wouldn't think I, I would well you know being sure we're fishing walleyes over here and i'll tell you what we cut we cut a lot of walleyes on tube jigs yep 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 it, it you know yeah. and it's been like that you know all summer long i mean you're all, you're all trying to catch bass and you got walleyes eating it. And, you know, four feet of water. What are you doing
2: here with yeah. when the water's seventy degrees?
1: But they're there. Uh,
2: that, yeah, well that just tells me it's a good there's good fish in the lake, you know. I mean if they're all over the place, they're all over the place, you know. They're not just in they're not just here. You have to find this one certain spot to catch a fish, you know. Yep. I remember the days when I grew up in Gull Lake, you you had to be the first one on the spot if you're guiding to catch any fish, if you weren't on that spot you weren't gonna get get them.
0: Yeah. It is a pretty amazing fishery. Uh, Tom Briggs, we're chatting with him uh, up there at Lake of the Woods. Uh, before I forget, uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to do a guide trip or head out on the lake with you?
2: Uh, they can call me on my cell. It's uh, 612-390-5996 or also on Facebook or uh, on the web at uh, Briggs Guide Service. And uh, Yeah, we'd love to get them out and fishing and uh Nice to get fishing. I get always anxious to book all the trips I can, and then you get 15 day running and so It's like, man, I need a day
0: off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's feast or famine. That's the way it usually goes, especially with the outdoors. But oh, you, yeah. you mentioned yeah. how things were kind of cyclical. And, you know, I guess, uh, you know, I'm always of the old school uh, mentality nature is nature, and it'll kind of, in a way, always take care of itself for the most part. But, yep. uh, you know with these different surveys i mean do you think they're putting too much uh studying in it and not enough uh common sense or or, or vice versa because it it just seems like everything kind of whenever you hear about this about changing regulations you know and and it comes up you know you don't hear anything about it and then all of a sudden when they're about to pass it just like this one they were taking public comments i believe until the 11th of july here a couple of days ago and it was talked about heavily, and you know, same with the Malax deal. And then when it when it happens, then all of a sudden it's a big deal. But leading up to that, there doesn't seem to be a big rallying cry until it becomes a, you know almost too late.
2: Yeah, I, well, I, I gotta sadly say I gotta agree with it because uh, I mean I'm here and I of course I'm not in the resort every day, so I don't have my finger on the pulse. But uh, it's uh, I didn't really, be honest with you, hear a whole bunch about it. You know, I didn't hear the scuttle, but uh, my golf partner, Tim Lyons, and he wrote a a two-page dissertation on it. He's a Harvard graduate, you know, and he's – very intelligent with this stuff and uh he's got also got a guy you know a sleeping fish house business in the winter time and uh there's just a lot of guys around here brian and i you know i mean the stuff he sees every day and the people and uh you just don't they don't come and ask Uh, you know i don't know if they're i don't think they're afraid to i just think that you know it's we you know this is what we do this is our job and you know so on and so forth you know uh they don't ask the people who are in the field and i think is a really really big mistake uh on their end of it but you know that's uh we all gotta live with what they decide i guess you know
0: yep yeah, yep yeah. kudak
1: yeah, and, the wor- and the worst part is tom you know you can give them all the input you want and ninety-nine point nine out of the times they do what they want to do anyways i mean you can yeah, talk to your yeah. face yeah i agree because
2: it, it's they, like the northern the northern deal you know, they were going to do a 10-year moratorium from 30 to 40 it was catch and release then they were going to look at it again and redo it. Well, they that came and gone ten years ago, so it's still in it, which is fine. But it's thirty to forty. But you know, if we're supposed to look at it, let's look at it. It's also all sit down and have a, a meeting about it, and you know, everything else. But it doesn't.
0: I mean, do you think the fishing pressure? Because I mean, obviously, with with the invention of, you know, even just the portables, you know, you can have a f- snowmobile or whatever and get out there where back in the day you probably uh it wasn't feasible to drive you know five ten miles on a lake on a on an old skidoo those things back in the 60s and 70s were pretty uh, <laughs> prone to breakdowns from what i hear anyway but yeah, yeah. but you know i mean how much how much uh responsibility to you know like you're out of it now but as a resort owner to say hey you know what i i'm 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 kicking ass here i'm making a lot of money but you know what i have to protect this fishery um you know, there's. I think there has to be a little bit of common sense in that aspect as well from a resort owner's perspective.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, and we talked about that the other day uh, at Gulf because it's a good time to talk about stuff. But uh, the resort owners are the ones that got the pulse on it because they know what they're bringing in every day on the launches. They can control what they bring in on the launch. They can control what they catch out on the lake. They can control all that. It's the I don't want to say it's the, we call them, as an old resort, we call them pork and beaners, the guys that come up for the day or in the wheelhouse. We cannot control what those guys take out of here. That's just... Yeah, you know, well, you,
1: how many of them guys know, are cleaning their fish and eating them out there, too?
2: A ton of them, but, I mean, that's, you know, the, the resorts The resorts absolutely know that this is their bread and butter, that they have to make this survive, that they, you know, the next generation and so on and so forth do it. But they're the only ones that are actually keeping a pulse on, you know, their fish cleaning license, their fish packing license, okay, you guys can go out tomorrow, you can have four walleyes, two saugers, that's all you get. Well, the guides know all that's going out into it, so that's what the guides bring home. You know, they're not bringing home uh, a limit of fish every day for every guy, they're just not doing it. And, that's, yeah. you know, that's where the resort owners are, that's where they, got, they know what's happening and... You know, that's what they have to be talked to. And I, I know there's some of the guy owners on the boards uh, and this and that, but it's not all of them. You know, and uh, it's one of them deals where everybody's got a piece of the, Everybody's got a stake in the game up here, and everybody's got to be, you know, it's like being on a board. Everybody's got to vote.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, very
0: interesting, Tom. Uh, we thank you for your time. And one more time, can you throw out your uh, information as far as uh, guide trips?
2: Uh, you can get a hold of me on my cell at 612 390 5996, or uh, look me up on uh, internet at Briggs Guide Service. So,
0: Well, awesome, Tom. Thanks for uh, checking in, and uh, thank goodness for dump buttons. Uh, that's all I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Take her uh, easy, I'll man. Get I'll get some batter down to you, Kudok. And,
2: uh, we just, it's been busy. It's been good, so uh, we're just kind of slowly feeding our way through it. All right. Thanks, Briggsy.
0: Take it uh, easy, Tom. That is uh, Tom Briggs, uh, formerly of the Wigwam Resort. And uh, he had some good input on this whole deal. And it, it's interesting how things have changed over the years and how recent some of those changes have been. I mean, they took the nets out, like he said, sounded like about the mid-90s or early 90s. Uh, went from 14 fish to to uh, 8 fish back in, what was it, 04. And now here about 14, 15 years later, they're going to, possibly lower it down to six but you know like he said six fish that's that's a lot of meals i mean especially walleye uh, you can easily one fish that's even for for a guy like me that's that's pretty much a meal
1: well you know back years ago i'm relaxed. we had six fish and you know that you got you got if you took six fish home you had you know you had a lot of fish i mean that's enough I for all see, summer I, I can see two fish two fish limit, you know, or three fish limit. I mean, I could eat, you know, me, I could eat, I, I could eat. Oh, I fish, could
0: eat, none. I probably could eat six small walleye myself. I'm yeah, not going mean, to lie. That, but. That's
1: not a problem. But, I mean, yeah, you know, if a guy, if you're a sportsman, you're going to say, hey, all right, I got a 24-incher. I got a, a 15-incher. And, you know, and then you're, you're caught, maybe you caught another 27, 20. You throw them back, you take a couple eaters that you want. I mean, I don't take fish home unless I'm going to eat them. I I don't put them in the freezer. If I'm yep. going to have a fish fry, you know, then I'll take them home. Other than that, you know, my crappies, my sunnies, whatever, if I'm going to take them home and eat them right away, then I take them home. If not, I throw them back. Yep. I mean, that's, i I rather have fresh fish than frozen fish. I don't like frozen fish.
0: Yeah, agreed. So uh, we'll get into more of this probably here in the next segment. Uh, also a few events uh, coming up, and uh, we still got a co- – We had some bad news on your campaign, Uh, Kudok, unfortunately, today from my friend uh, Sue Jeffers. But uh, we'll get into that, too, here when we wrap things up on Outdoor Adventures. Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. I could be holding you tonight.
1: I could quit doing wrong and start doing right. You don't care about what I think.
0: Think I'll just stay here and drink. Think I'll just stay here and drink. Oh, that's what country was country, Kudak. Yeah, that was back in the good old days. Yeah, Merle had some good ones. Uh, they lived a rough life, but I tell you what, I bet you it was a lot of fun.
1: Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only if we do half the stories about them boys.
0: Uh, be a, I think it would have been so much fun to be a truck driver back in, like, the 60s and 70s, just grinding gears all night. Nah, no, uh,
1: <laughs> no. You can have the truck driving stuff.
0: I'll stick uh, with the railroad. I talked to an old friend here the other day, and he he promises me uh, he's gonna get me behind the uh, wheel of an 18-wheeler and uh, sh- show me how to drive. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Oh, that ought to be scary.
0: So uh, if you if you see me reeling into the Kudak residence with the horn of blaring, you know who it is. That'll be me. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get look.
1: stuck. You'll end up in the lake in the pond over on the, <laughs> on the other side of the property.
0: Yeah, you never know. But uh, we got one final segment here to wrap up on Outdoor Adventures. I want to remind you, uh, Jamar and Patwin, they'll be in at the top of the hour with all the week's news. Black Republican, black Democrat coming up here at the top of the hour right after the news. Uh, but to wrap things up, we just had a good conversation with our friend Tom Briggs, and uh, we chatted about this here the last few weeks. And uh, one last thing on that before I forget, uh, they are going to be having – the open house on that management plan coming up on the 24th. So let's see, that's a Tuesday night, 5 to 7 at the Lake of the Woods Ambulance Garage. Now that's small town. That's uh, in Baudette from 5 to 7 for the Lake of the Woods Fisheries Management Plan open house. Uh, they're not going to do any kind of like uh, seminars or anything like that. They're actually just going to have it out there and uh, they're going to have the plan on hand and there's a 30-day public uh, comment period that just ended on july 11th and then uh, additional comments will be submitted in writing at the public open house and also through august 15th and then the updated plan will be finalized early this fall so if you're somebody up in that neck of the woods or uh if you head up to that neck of the woods uh make sure you uh, attend that and uh, make your voice heard because if you don't tell them what you think kudak they can't read your mind
1: exactly right you get in there and you know like i told Briggsy, a lot of times you go up there and you got these committees and you talk to them and you do this and you do that they already got it set in their back of their minds what they're going to do anyways. so if if enough people go in there and voice their opinions maybe they'll listen
0: yep exactly and uh, unfortunately you know us 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 working stiffs we we have to work a lot and we have families and we have other obligations and sometimes it isn't always uh the most exciting thing to do but if you want change you have to uh bite the bullet so to speak and and, and start going to some of this stuff and holding the people accountable because i know uh and i'm not going to be first one to uh say i go to all the meetings but i pay a little bit of attention and you look at the a lot of the local council meetings, and there's two, three people there, you know, and, and then maybe, you know, a high school class that's doing a report on it. But other than that, there's nobody even paying attention. So if nobody's paying attention, uh, they're going to do whatever the heck they want.
1: Oh, you bet. I mean, you, you know, and you, and you voice your opinion. You tell your senators, your congressmen, whoever your, your, your people are in your district, you know, you voice your opinion to them. So they, you know, like you know, we talked about it here a few weeks ago, how many people – that are, are representing us in this, this state of Minnesota are sportsmen. Not a lot. A lot of, a lot of them don't even know what a fishing pole looks like or a gun. But what they hear on the news. I mean, yeah. you got to, you got to get these people out. In, you know, they should get on a bus and come up to Malax, and I'll take them for a little tour of of the property around here and see what see what it's, see what this what it's like around the lake, and see what they think then.
0: Yeah, they definitely have to do uh, more outdoors, and unfortunately, uh, not everybody's an outdoorsman. But you know, that's that's their choice, and it leaves more fun for us, I guess. But it is unfortunate because they don't have a a, a real real sense of what's going on out there.
1: No, no, I mean, in this state, it's a, you know we're an outdoor state. People want to go out and do stuff on the outdoor snowmobile and it and you know fish and hunt and, and four wheeler. It, a lot of these people that are representing us never done it. Never, you know, they don't get out of they don't get out of Minneapolis.
0: Yeah, and I think you a know? lot of it too is you know it's not like the the old days. Uh, now people, we have air travel, we have uh, rail travel, we have uh, nice comfortable cars with air conditioning and good heaters in them. So a lot more transplants from out of state as well that maybe didn't grow up as an outdoorsman and they don't even really know how to start. So that's probably part of it too, but uh, definitely uh, get involved with some of this stuff and uh, let people know what you think. Because if you don't, uh, nobody else will. But before we forget here, and before we end the show, we got a couple of minutes here, buddy. Uh, unfortunately, I talked to my good friend Sue Jeffers, and it sounds like you're you're late to the party if you're going to be be on the ticket for Governor Kuduk.
1: Yeah, well that was you were you were you and Sue were supposed to take care of all that. You dropped the ball I'd me, Oh, already.
0: no, 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 no. Don't be turning this around on us because you you've been hitting and hitting and hitting and I told you two years ago already. I said, Okay, Smarty Pants, why don't you run? Well, maybe I will. Maybe well now you wait until the last minute and now, now we can't get you on the ballot. So now so now we have to wait another four years before you can you can get on the ballot. So Let's see. That'll be it's twenty eighteen 2022, twenty we'll twenty two. We'll have Kudak Minnesota Nice without the high price.
1: No, no, you got you. Now you know. So you, you and Sue can put the campaign together now for when when I when I run in twenty twenty two.
0: What What do you think? I just got all the time in the world. What are you going to pay me? I mean, if I'm going to be your campaign manager, I need a little bit of uh, you know hush money from behind the scenes.
1: Well, I'll, well, we'll get you a, a keg of that that whatever that cheap beer you drink.
0: <laughs> oh boy, you're gonna buy me a whole keg of beer for running your campaign. That sounds like a kind of a bad deal for this guy.
1: Oh, no, and I'll, and I'll talk. I'll tell your fiance there good good stuff about you. <laughs> she'll, she'll she'll have to be my my campaign secretary.
0: Yeah, well, she'd be a good one at that. That is for sure. But uh, what do you got going on this coming week? I know you had the wild deal coming up here. That was today. But what do you have going on this week? Coming well, up? Well, they
1: got some big bass tournaments up. I got a few guys. I'm going to be taking bass fishing, and and uh, some buddies. We're going to go out and look for some spots bird or bass tournament, and eh, it, it, whatever. And I might pick up the grandkids, I think, on Wednesday, and we're going to do a little fishing and probably get them. I might take them, put them on the launch for a day and cook us some, some brats and just uh, find a nice day where it's not too hot out and cool. And bro, I think I might take the grandkids. All oh, right.
0: Sounds great. We are out of time again. It goes fast. We, I could probably do another hour tonight. I'm feeling good.
1: Well, you got to go to a bit of talk, I'm sure, tonight go for a boat ride, because it's nice
0: out. No, I got called into work, so, yeah, you know, Stan, work, 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 no play.
1: Well, you just keep on working that overtime. I like it, I like it, I like it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you keep taking my money, and I keep uh, giving it away. That is legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak. I'm average everyday outdoorsman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion, Make sure you check us out again next week and download our podcast on the radio app, Black Republican, Black Democrat, coming up next on Twin Cities News Talk.